0: Welcome to episode 75 of The Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. So Nathan, when you're looking at your to-do list, at all the things that need to get done, what's the first thought that goes through your mind? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> because I,
1: are, I already feel the headache coming on. Anytime I look at a to-do list, it is to-do list headache, one, two, guaranteed.
0: Well, I get that. Uh, for me, it's most often, how in the world am I going to get all this done? What often isn't in my mind is, who could I hand this off to? And and I think that's a question that we need to ask more often.
1: You know, Tim, I used to work for a guy a long time ago, and I ran the development program uh, for this organization And I can, I learned, he taught me so much about being a leader in general and specifically an executive director of nonprofits. And I just, I learned so much from him. And one of the pieces of advice from him that I just is still in my head today his teaching was that every executive director should learn the difference between what they should be doing as an executive director and then everything else should be delegated, everything else should be given to somebody else. But the true trick or the, the true, um, what's the word I want, Tim? The, the true skill was in understanding what you should keep and do yourself as the executive director and what everything else is.
0: That's not always easy. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, so today we want to explore the topic of delegation and how learning to delegate can help you and the organization be more effective in carrying out your mission. And reaching your objectives as well. so let's let's start, maybe it'd be helpful to start by defining what is delegation. I'm sure a lot of thoughts come through my mind or your mind. Uh, so here's a textbook definition of delegation. It is the process of entrusting certain tasks or responsibilities to other individuals in order to meet organizational objectives. I think there's some really key things in there. You know, even the whole idea of entrusting, we could talk about that for a while. It's like, (laughs) I give it to you, but I'm going to take it back. Uh, You know, when you (laughs) delegate, you entrust. And you decide, you make a choice. What are the tasks? What are the responsibilities? Who are the individuals that we should be handing them off to? And this definition says it actually will help you meet your organizational objectives. So it sounds like this could be a very positive thing.
1: Yeah. But you know, Tim, in that definition, it really doesn't uh, have a phrase or a word of easy or simple. (laughs) I I think we should change that. I think, well, it'd be good if we could change that to add that in there to just make this whole thing easy to do.
0: Yeah. And that's not always true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it was, I think more people would actually do it. It it could be simple, but probably not easy. You know, let's start right at the very beginning with that question. You know, why don't we delegate as leaders? Why don't we delegate? I think one of the things that Nathan, I got to be honest, I've heard you say this a lot. <laughs> uh, it takes too much time. It's quicker just to do it myself. Right.
1: Yeah. And that is that for sure. That's something that I deal with and, you know, with volunteers or, uh, in the, in the times that I've had uh, an executive assistant and in, in to, to be able to help with uh, or a, uh, a remote assistant. Yeah, it is, it is a time issue for me. And as executive directors of small to medium organizations, time is a commodity. I mean, we just do not have enough of it. And now you're and here's what goes through my head. I, okay, I'm going to delegate and I'm going to take the time to show somebody how to do it and tell them what to do. Uh, it comes back and then I'm going to have to change it anyway. So I just cut out the middleman, do it myself and be done,
0: Tim. Well, part of the challenge of having that mindset is it's very short-term focus too. And, and realizing that, you know, if I take the time now, if I invest the time, potentially I'm going to get that time back. What? Yeah, but Tim, here here's the problem, Tim. We could go
1: in our society, especially here in the U.S., we could drive up to a building and talk into a speaker and literally within two minutes have an entire dinner in our hand. So I don't really
0: want to take the time that's required to teach somebody else to do it. All right. After we get off this uh, episode, why well, we'll we'll have more of a conversation. I'll try to bring you up.
1: Maybe you could give me an intervention, Tim.
0: There you go. <laughs> so, but I think maybe you're all going, Yeah, yeah, right. I get that. It takes too much time. Um, a second one is especially for those of us who you know are in small organizations, hey, it's just me. <laughs> who am I gonna delegate delegate to, you know, my dog or or whatever? <laughs> and we're gonna talk about that in just a moment. Um uh, uh and Sometimes I think we are afraid of delegating because it looks like maybe we're dumping on someone and and we're not doing our job. So, you know, what will the board say if I'm handing this stuff off? You know, I should be doing it. So, you know, that could be another thing. And I've heard it said, and maybe I've said it myself at times, uh, to be honest, I just don't know how to delegate. And so that's another reason why why we don't do it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's not like Tim, it's not like they teach delegation
1: one in, in grade school or high school or college. And we're just not, we're not taught that. And we're not taught. That's a skill, like a lot of skills we're not taught. Uh, and it's really something you have to develop on your own. And the first part is obviously understanding that you need to improve in this area. And then you start to learn, you get a little better over time. And but you know, my first day on the job, Tim, of of fundraising, the literally the first day that I was hired, I, I walked in, had a meeting with the uh CEO, executive director, and the the word capital campaign was issued. And this would have been back in the 90s, and you know, there was no internet. Uh And, uh, I didn't even know what a capital campaign was, uh, but I was in one. And thankfully for me, they hired a consultant to work with me and, and help me through this process. And when you're campaigning, when you're in a capital campaign, you have donor lists, lists after list, after list list, after list. And. A lot of times, sometimes the meetings that you have with volunteer fundraisers, because in a capital campaign, you ask some of your best uh, donors to help you lead small groups or to interact with other donors on your behalf. And so we would have a, a group of maybe five or six or seven donors come in. We'd sit down. We would hand out a list. And it was a list of donors and the, the, the people in the room would go through the list and then pick out which people on the list that they would be willing to go talk to on behalf of the campaign. And of course me or the consultant or both of us would go with them, but they would have to pick out the five or six that they wanted to do. And there was a very, very, very defined way that the consultant Bruce that I was working with, the way that he wanted the list done very specific. And if it was 1% off of that definition of the way he wanted it, it was it was trash. He would send it back to me and said, "It's not how I want it, redo it." And I finally after a few times I finally got to where okay, I understood what he wanted and it was easy to replicate. Anytime I did a list, that's the format that I did it in. And that was back in the late 90s. Well, today I still do a list that way. When a donor list comes on paper, hard copy list, that's how I want it. Why? Well, because that's the way I was taught to do it. And so over the course of the last few years, I've probably had six or seven opportunities where I've had help for people to come and help me. And so I've asked for the list uh, in a certain way. I've shown them a copy of it the way I want it and guaranteed hundred percent of the time when they, when the new list comes to me, it's not right. It's not the way that I wanted it uh and you know and then we go back and forth and finally they understand that how the how I want it and they're able to give it to me that way but i really think tim that the reason uh the reason it goes that way it's probably more of my issue than their issue because there's a, been a failure in communicating what i wanted and why i wanted it in a in a certain um in a certain
0: way i want to come back to that uh story in a little bit uh because i think I think there are some things we can discuss that may be more you or it may be how we do it or whatever. Uh, We will have the intervention live on this podcast. I'm just kidding. That's a Nathan Um, issue. But I think it's a good good example because maybe some of you all feel that as well. It's like, I just want it done. I want it exactly right. I think another question then is, well, who do I delegate to? But let me say before you even get to that, I think it's important to look at your list and decide what are some things I could give away, you know, or maybe there's things on your list that you should say, you know what? I need to eliminate it. This shouldn't even be on my list. Maybe it's just kind of handed it to me, but I think going through your list and deciding what things do I really have to keep as an executive director that only I can do it, maybe because of my skills or my responsibilities, but begin to identify what things maybe I can hand off. Once I do that, then I can begin to ask the question, "Who should I delegate to?" And it's important to to look around, and I think first of all, you want people who are you know who are capable, who are able to take responsibility, who you can trust. you know that if you hand this off, it's going to get done or it's going to be worked on. You know you're looking for those kind of people who are who are even willing to learn and say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take it on and you show me." how you want it. And I'm, I'm willing to learn to do that. So I think it's not just, a, you know, starting to toss them around to everybody, but you are beginning to say, there are a couple of things I'm looking for. If I'm going to hand this off, uh, capable, responsible, have some experience willing to learn. Those are some of the things.
1: Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, you're, uh, interacting with your top five donors. Okay. You can't delegate that that's that's you that's the executive director that's your job is is to do that you can't delegate that uh writing the next social media post or or writing all of your social media posts that is that is absolutely should not be on your list uh in my personal opinion so let's say that's the example well okay then what do you need from somebody to delegate that to what are you who are you looking for that could do that well You know, obviously, you, it would be best if you had somebody who knows your organization and understands what you're doing and the importance of your organization. And, you know, maybe there's somebody that's, that's actively, uh, is active in social media, maybe, maybe connected with your organization online, but in other areas that, that is active in social media and knows how to do it. And, you know, you you could go to them and, and present the idea and say, hey, I'm looking for somebody. Is that something you might be interested in? So I think it's just it's like everything else we talk about so much, Tim, is being intentional. And, you know, you've got something that you want to delegate out and you probably right off the bat, it's, you know, a, a lot of us, Tim, we don't have you know, 17 staff people we could choose from. So you just, you, you start to identify who are the characteristics of this person that I'm looking for.
0: And then you intentionally go out and find them. It's the same cast of characters that we talk about a lot. As you look at your list, who can I hand this off to? Again, maybe there's things on there a volunteer can do. You know, sometimes we have really highly uh, experienced and capable volunteers that may love, taking something on for you. If you just maybe take the time to show them how to do it. And we'll talk more about that, but look around who in your sphere of volunteers could maybe take one or two of the things that are on your list of so volunteers. Maybe you have another staff person. Maybe it's a part-time staff person who could add something to their, their schedule, or maybe you have some full-time people, but is there, are there some things that some of your staff people could take it on for you? Um, Nathan, you've got a little bit of a, a experience just recently where you had something that felt it was kind of a burden to you that being put on you to do, and actually ended up some board members jumped in and that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, it was. And it was,
1: it was something that was um, dragging, uh, you know, yeah, it just, it it was taking my shoulders and my shoulders were just bending from the weight of this one thing. And, uh, it and I don't think I realized how much stress it was giving me until it was taken off my shoulders. And I just, it, it makes me feel good every time I think of it because <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. And, I'm and ultimately as the executive director, I'm responsible for everything. So ultimately I'm still responsible for the outcome of, of this activity, but I'm not responsible for the day-to-day uh, implementation of it. And I'll tell you what, it was. The day that that I said, okay, it's, the balls are your court. This is yours. It was a good
0: day for me. So, so volunteer, maybe another staff person, uh, a board member, and we've talked about this on several other episodes. But maybe there's something there that could be handed off to a contractor as well. Maybe it's time to say, you know what, this is something that I can delegate to a contractor, even if I have to pay them a little money to do it. And so that may be another way to to put it off. So. Who should you delegate to? Look around. Who's in your sphere? Who might have the gifts, abilities, time to to do that? How do we do it? And how do we delegate without dumping? <laughs> that's another thing. It's like, here, call me. Huh? I'm out of here. It's yours. Uh, that's not necessarily the right way to go about it. And so, I think there's some. I think there's some simple steps. Maybe not easy, but some simple steps to to delegate. And I will say, and I think Nathan and I would agree. This is not. We're not stellar at it. Uh, we have had some great oppor- some great experiences, and but it's something we have to constantly remind ourselves to think about. How can we do this? So selecting the right person. So you've you've decided who's the right person to take this on. You've selected them. the 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 first really good step is to provide clear instructions on what this entails. We've talked on this podcast about action stacks, which basically is a, is a way to look at all the th- kinds of things you do and put all make a list of everything it takes to actually see that happen. And what it does is once you do that, it it you don't have to put energy into it. You just follow the steps. <laughs> and so it's just all listed out. It makes it so much easier. And I had something to do with uh, some accounts with that we had in our organization. And, uh, I went to a person who is assists me. And I said, I need you to take this on. And here's, here's my action stack. And it was exactly very clear. What are the steps it takes to see that happen? It was, it was so easy and she could just, she could just follow that and got to the place where she did it better than I did it because she had that. So it's important to have clear clear instruction uh, when we do that. I-, I talked to earlier about the
1: example with my lists uh, that I-, I like in a certain way. And I-, I think you really need to, whoever you're delegating to, you need to really make sure they understand what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, how the- how they're going to use it. Again, it goes back to making sure that you're providing clear directions and what what you want, letting the person know kind of what the end goal is, and then they will do a better job of getting you what you want.
0: I think that's really good. I think you know there are there are some very clear instructions that need to be put out there. And that's, that keeps you from dumping and saying, okay, here it is, go for it. And then, and then they come back and you go, I don't like that, (laughs) you know, well, take the time to show, to say, Hey, here are some things that definitely need to happen and clear instruction. And I would just say also when you do that, so having it written is good. Some people like I can read the instructions and I go, Oh yeah, I can follow those instructions. Others are more hands-on. So they say, Let me do it. Show me how to do it. And so realizing that different people have different learning styles. But whatever it is, whatever the the instructions are, get them out there so that people know exactly what what needs to be done. There's a second part of this, um, and that is not only provide clear instruction, but provide clear expectations. It doesn't help, you know, if you get frustrated because people aren't meeting your expectations. That's a problem if you've never told them what those expectations are. And so that's another big piece of delegation. What do you expect? There's a great story in um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This book's been around for a while, Stephen Covey. But he talks about um, – it's really about delegation. So he has his young son he's trying to teach, and he goes out to their backyard, and it's it's horrible. It's – uh brown. There's some trash in part of the backyard. This is our yard, son. Let's walk over to the neighbor. And they walked over to the neighbor's house, and their lawn was green. It was clean. There was no trash around. It was beautiful. It was cut nicely. And he said, son, this is what we want for our yard. We want it clean and green. Clean and green. And that's the expectation. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You know, you can do however you want. I will help you if you ask me. I'm not going to I'm not gonna force myself, but we went clean and green, okay? And so it goes through the whole story. There's some ups and downs in it. But I think the key there is communicating the expectations ahead of time. You know, sometimes I'll say, you know, people who've read the book, clean and green, that's what we're going for. We're going for clean and green. So I'm putting the expectations out front. I think it's really important when you delegate as well.
1: Yeah, and you know, think of it from the, from the other side of the equation. Uh, If you're the one being delegated to, so you're the volunteer, you're the staff person, you're the board member, whatever it is. And so the executive director has given you a task to do. You do the task to the best of your ability. You're, you're proud of yourself. It's like, wow, I did really good on that. You take it to the executive director and the executive director says, oh, that's, that's not right. That's not what I wanted, and it's all marked up and and whatever, and and then it happens again and again and again, and pretty soon it, it it's kind of defeating and an irritant for whoever you're delegating to to have to go back five times to get it the way that the executive director wants it. So it, it it's it's on it's basic communication, right? It's responsibility of both of you to communication is about both the the person giving the communication, the person receiving it It is a a commitment of the both of them to figure it out together. So same way here, the, the, the more clear clean and green means that the person you're delegating to understands what you want, what it's supposed to look like, what the outcome is and, and and what the timeline is and what their restrictions are. And if you're not doing that, it's going to be difficult to delegate
0: successfully. So when we delegate, we want to select the right person. We want to provide clear instruction. We want to provide clear expectations. I think the two other things is we need to make ourselves available and communicate. You know, you can always ask me if you get stuck or if you need input. So I'm handing it off to you and I've communicated how it probably needs to be done. I'm, you know, what our expectations is, what it should end up being. But if you have questions, I'm available. I'm not gonna just push you aside, so make yourself available if someone gets stuck or needs input and the third one then is follow up so when you hand something off, say, "Hey, Monday, two weeks from now, let's get together and see how you're going how's it how's it How's the project going? Do you need any input whatever, but you actually have some follow up and so the person knows that that you're there and and you've got their back and you're willing to to walk with them. There's a thought here when it comes to ownership, because you want the person to really own that. You want them to be excited about it, but it's a little ownership to dance here because technically as executive director, and you heard this, you heard Nathan say this earlier as executive director, you're still responsible for that item being completed. It's still in your area. And if it's not completed, it's still going to come back to you. So you own that, but you also want to hand off whatever you're handing off. You want to hand it off with enough authority and accountability that the person you delegate to feels a sense of ownership and even pride to make it happen. So we, we dance together there. Uh, you still ultimately own it, but you want to create an opportunity that people go, yeah, this is something I'm going to do.
1: Yeah. And I think that also goes back to culture, Tim. If you have delegated things in the past, or if you've not done this, this is this is how you should be doing it in the future. If you delegated things in the past, let's say that you had part of the board meeting packet you delegated to somebody else to prepare and they prepared it and it was good. And you went into the board meeting and you know, everybody loved it and it was fantastic. Well, you better be going back to that person and saying, Hey, board meeting last night, everybody loved the the two documents that you you created and you did you know thank you so much for doing that you did a great job well guess what the next time you ask them to delegate you're delegating to them they're going to be excited they're going to have ownership they're going to be you know because they got they got positive feedback they got praised for what they did and so i think that's that culture of uh, of delegating positive feedback delegating positive feedback and if something happens where it's not right and it was And you, you, you know, you got something, you went to the, you went to the board meeting, you opened up the packet and there was two blank pages where there was supposed to be something else and, or, you know, something got screwed up, you know, that's different. Uh, And, you know, then you go back and you say, Hey, you know, this is what happened. You know, how did we, what, what happened in the process? What did we miss? You know, how do we make that better next time? So anyway, so I, I think it's good delegation comes from a culture Of of a good positive culture?
0: Well, delegation is really an important part of being an executive director. And it's something that sometimes we don't do well. Uh, It feels like it's too much work. Uh, We just don't know how to do it sometimes. But with the amount of things that we carry and the amount of things that we do, it's really important to consider doing it and doing it well. So, action step out of this would be to look at your list. What's on your list? What are the things that only you can do or should do as executive director? And what are some of the things on that list that you should be looking for someone else to take on and and making an effort and prepare to do that? The bottom line is is that our to-do lists always seem full and always more than one person can get done. Delegation isn't dumping, but it's handing off responsibilities using clear instructions, and expectation and then providing encouragement and follow-up and it's a key tool in helping the organization carry out its mission and accomplish its objectives delegation something you should consider this week
1: thank you for listening today if you are benefiting from what is being shared on this podcast we would love for you to share a review on the platform that you're listening to let us know how the podcast is providing benefit to you If you would like to get in touch with us, our contact information can be found in the show notes. That's all for today. Until next time.